and we're back. Bitch. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Just start over and you can do it. Nope. We're leaving that in there. <laughs> that is not the response he was looking for. <laughs> There's a very small part of me that kind of thought I'd get a point. <laughs> <laughs> like I was hoping there would be enough genuine like you were you weren't mid-sentence when I started and th- this is something you guys need to understand obviously we are friends outside of this yeah we cut up and carry on it's hard for us to do these in bulk because we get off on tangents and life stories and all the things that due to job restrictions we don't talk about because we don't want the wrong person to get butt hurt offended or send us to HR right so we want to keep work and this <laughs> and separate on this we are HR so that would right. be a whole new level of crap oh my god so he had literally just finished a sentence and was trying to decide how deep he wanted to go next and I just hit the button and went and eh, we're back and I kind of hoped I'd struck you with just enough where you were genuinely upset that I took your thing and I would get a point but you didn't. So <laughs> while disappointing, I still got at least some sort of rise. And this is Random <laughs> Ramblings. I'm Josh. That's Kenny. Uh, since I'm going to take it, I'm going to take all of it. And oh, uh, that means you're editing this one. Oh, really? <laughs> well, sorry for all the noise, guys. <laughs> all right. He's like, oh, we're at a minute and a half. See you next week. <laughs> now, that I'm, now that I'm looking at that keyboard, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's been a little while. Oh, no, shit. No, no. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, we are, for oh. the most part, we are unedited with this. Actually, no, we, we, we are not. We, we might cut off the end because sometimes we... Uh, Sometimes we we chat a little too quick after we we give our oh. last line. But, oh, we've but missed a couple of those. That's that's about it. Well, and, and we, we have had a a, music. We put a little music at the beginning because somebody I I don't know one of Josh's friends were like, "Hey guys, put some music in." So we put some music in. Don't ask for that voice ever again because I have no clue how I, I did like it or you, why. I felt like you struggled to find it. It, it probably and but, str- you know. not struggled to find it, but struggled to use it. Like it was one of those. <laughs> like you, you gave me grief for my old man voice a couple of months know, ago right? because you're like, oh my god, that looks like it hurt. And I'm like, no, it really doesn't. It's just the fu- the point I have to be See, at. There to- you go. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. It's it karma. And it bites me in the ass every time. It did you for taking my thing. You get, you get called out right I got, here. I got my head bit off. On every single one of the platforms that we're on, and we're on every single one of them. So if your friends don't have one and you want them to know about us, just give them the laundry list. Or ask us on our Facebook page, which you hopefully like. No, ask Josh on our Facebook page, which you hopefully okay. like. Because Kenny can remember three. <laughs> Kenny is the admin of our Facebook, but I do have managerial moments. Because I've, I shared something today, and you guys can't tell who shares what. But I was very, very pleased with my share to the podcast page. And so much so, because it so rings true, I want to share it <laughs> <laughs> again on here because it's just it Welcome appreciates to verbal memes. <laughs> yeah. It no, it appreciates my level of snark in the moment. That's the difference. I wanted to do this because I saw it and went, this is me. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz he knows that I'm on my lunch break going, well, "Oh, that's funny. That's funny. That's funny." <laughs> right. But it is and and again, some of oh, you look, may another have seen barbecue it. meme. Let's share that. <laughs> 
I follow one of the groups that's... We're just, definitely the droids you're looking for. <laughs> I just want to say that. You sent me one earlier today that was the exact same thing. Oh, you, you now need to share that. So when uh, people oh, listen I, to this, they're going to I may have. I, I don't know. I'll find it back. It was like one of those stress posters, and it was a stormtrooper <laughs> holding his head in his hands. And he goes, oh, my, those were the droids I was looking for. <laughs> I have to find that back. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, but the one I posted, and again, I don't, it's not intentional that I necessarily do this at work, and I don't want to delve too deep into work, but you know some of the people that I work with, so you will appreciate it. I know some of the people that you work with, so I know you would appreciate it. And we don't know, but we feel like we probably understand some of the yeah. people you all work with. So the first rule of the condescending club is kind of complex, and I don't think you'd understand it even if I explained it to you. (laughs) (laughs) I just, that one hit me today, and I went, ah, nice. I like it. (laughs) I think everybody has, like, there was a meme out there that actually said it. Everybody has the guy that says he's going to show up and do work but never shows up. They've got the guy that says he's that says he does all the work, but he's really leaned up against the water cooler. I mean, I've probably shared that one a few times. I try not to share too many work memes. Yeah, because if the wrong the boss looks page, over the wrong shoulder, yeah, and it's like it, plus it's the, it's the podcast page and it's open to everybody. And you know, whereas everyone has a day in which this place sucks and I don't want to work here anymore. For the record, you're entitled to, to that day, yeah, damn it. I don't, I don't want anybody to think that that's all I deal with. And I also don't want all the people I work with to think that they're complete idiots or that I think that they're complete idiots. The ones that the ones that think that are, I've already said it out loud to their face, but that's a different story. <laughs> I feel like this is one of those if you know, you know moments, and if not, you're probably that guy. I can promise you, <laughs> I can introduce you to somebody that I work with, and if you were to ask them straight up, hey, does Kenny tell it like it is, they'd go, yes. I, you have shared enough um, stories with me that I'm not the slightest bit surprised I don't really that. hold back. I, no. I really don't. Life's too short. And it's not that I think ill of anybody. It's just like there's moments to where somebody just does something and I just look over and I'm like, look, moron. <laughs> so, we need to back up and regroup. I would like to pose this question to you. It will it will somewhat keep us on work, but at the same time it will move us in a different direction. Are you at a point now, And because when we're in our 20s, 30s, even early 40s, we are grinding to take care of the family. We are trying to look after the family. Now, the easy answer is, you're a grumpy old man. That's the easy answer. But my question to you is, are you now in a better place in life where your wife has a good job, she works hard, does all those things, you have adult money now that we've talked about that you have the freedom with which to use, and you don't necessarily have a kiddo underfoot has your opinion changed from are you just a grumpy old man or you have a little bit of freedom that you didn't have be- before? That and had freedom to might be why I'm a grumpy old man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like because usually ever. by my usually by my first break, it's like Jesus, I should be retired. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, then somebody does something and I roll my eyes and a contact moves. And it takes me another five minutes to get that back in place. And I'm sitting there going, our bifocals really that bad? You know, but my favorite is every single one of those are first world problems. Yes. 
Like none of them is anything hardship. I should really yeah. be worried about. Yeah. But it's not. There's not the first genuine hardship in the exact but, I mean, thing. I have actually turned my head to roll my eyes, and then all the blinking when I turn my head back around, everybody knows I've rolled my eyes. Because I got, one of my contacts will actually move. So, and then it's a pain. So, <laughs> so you have an alternative here. Had you not pulled back the curtain on what happened, you could really get people to stop talking to you. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, God, he's in that mode. He's going to kill us all. Nope. I actually don't mind them knowing that I rolled my eyes, to be honest. Oh, my God. I told one. I, just I've like, told one just... or two. I, I have said stuff. With... And I am, I'm the same everywhere, by the way, folks. Uh, for those of you that do not know oh, me personally know. and have not met me, I, I am the same pretty much everywhere. I'm on. I'm. It, it's some combination of, I don't know, serious and comedian i it i'm just on i i will i will give a smart ass answer at any given moment in time yeah i i have to behave i have to really pay attention at certain events like funerals <laughs> because i'm bad for that and we and it's not really i'm not really gonna say i'm bad for it there people have a good time around me because yes. i like to crack jokes and I, I don't mind making fun of myself i also don't mind making fun of you and i have told people that have come to work with us on their first day people will go hey that's he's he's a smart ass and i will turn and go yes and i will pick on you so tell me now whether or not you can handle it because if you can't handle it i'll just leave you alone right if if you can handle it then i'll 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 ease you into it. We'll do it like the whole cold water at the mountain hotel thing. Right. We'll we'll just ease you into it. I'm not going to just straight up go head on with you, which now I did that with a couple of guys that recently got hired because they, I mean, literally looked at me and go, oh, I love to joke around. And somebody else said Let's it. test our limits. Somebody else said it went, well, game on. Right. <laughs> it's like, but. Yeah, but I, I feel like the those are also some of the things that a lot of folks deal with because, it's like, uh, whether you work in a cubicle, whether you work in an office setting, whether you work in a bullpen setup, where's too far? Yeah. How far is well, that, too far? I can tell you, I've worked in pretty much all yeah. of, of those types of settings. And I have learned that the office setting is not as tame as everyone thinks. Lord, no. But it is nowhere near construction. And what I do now is basically construction. We have all <laughs> yeah. sorts of dirty names for each other. And we won't just walk by and say something smart. We're going to pinch a nipple. We're going to flip a peck. We might smack you on the ass just because we can. And we can get by with it. And I shared this meme, the one where it's like HR says that this is a safe place and we can't. Yeah. And then you got like the, the, the monkey looking out of the corner of his eyes and like every tradie on the planet. And it's like... Yeah, because we kind of treat each other like crap. But in yeah. the same respect, I can look at I can work, look at my workmates, the people that I work with on a daily basis. I can look at them and go, "Hey, you know, guys, really, I realize I'm on all the time. I don't really feel all that well today." Right. And everybody'll back off from everybody, and they've they've actually started to learn if I'm sitting there and I've missed three opportunities for Something's smart ass right. remarks somebody will ask me if I'm okay right but and it could just be I'm tired it could just be hey you know I went pretty hard on that guy yesterday so I decided to to, to back up and regroup a little bit uh, and then you know I've got the work friends that we've been around each other for for the entire time I've worked there now we go hard on each other all the time right but we're also the ones that when something's not going right we look like we're at each other's throats 
Right. But all it is is we're bitching about it. Mm-hmm. And it we might be getting a little bit a little loud, but we're just bitching about it. And when it's done and over with, we're going to be arguing about who's buying lunch because now we both want to apologize. Right. But that's just the way it is. But like I said, and karma's going to bite me in the ass. It doesn't matter. So... You keep, you keep I, harping on that. I well, just, look, I've got like a permanent, I've got like the Metro Pass for the Karma Buzz. <laughs> it's like, you know, I pay the monthly fee or something. You know, the irony behind that is you keep getting hit by the bus, so you don't really need the fee. No, I don't. You out of the see, grill. Now you see how it works. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite saying, there is a section, Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law is going to get me every time, and there is a particular section that gets me all the time. It's Murphy's Law, section 23, subsection A. Kenny. Damn. <laughs> Damn. That I is just not, I've got my sure. own category in Murphy's Law because I promise you, if it's going to happen, it's definitely going to happen to me. I, I honest to God, uh, uh, just from the, I am screaming this from the highest mountaintop, I thought for sure you were going to quote some sort of business practices <laughs> to me. <laughs> like, you quoted me numbers and sections and for the longest time it just, when you just finished with Kenny, it was so, it almost gave me the same reaction as when you fussed at me to start the episode. Because what I expected, I, I had an expectation. And it's not that I was let down. I was pleasantly surprised by what I got but in the moment (laughs) as I'm starting to take this in process the information (laughs) I honest to God expected Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction to go Ezekiel 2517 the path of the righteous man so when you just dropped and went Kenny it just it deflated the balloon in such a manner that it was so so good like it was while a letdown, it allowed me to have this moment. <laughs> like it just, I, did, I expected pontification I did, and direction, is... and what I got was open the door and go, "Oh, it's a pinto." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, I forget the name of the game. Let's make a deal. Where it's like you can have the hot tub, the fourteen bikini-clad women, and a bottle of Dom behind door number one, and behind door number two. Ah, you never know. And you're like, I don't really drink, so I'm going to go ahead and take door number two. Hey, you want a Ford Fiesta? Son of a bitch. Complete with .5 liter three-cylinder. Also, by the way. 17 gears and no clutch. Also, also, by the way. See, that's how karma works for me. I get the free car, but it's going to have a two-gallon gas tank, and it's going to have like one and a half cylinders. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a semi-automatic <laughs> stick shift, and the, the clutch o- is gonna be broke. You're the only guy the, I know that can drop the a only way on a lawnmower. And the, <laughs> the only way that I'm gonna be able to take that thing home is to be able to drive it out of there. <laughs> I just, in my head, I picture you mowing your grass and you hear the do of dropping one of the two cylinders your mower has on it. I'm going to tell you, honestly, push, I was push mowing, uh, might have been this, no, it was summer before last, This I don't know, I was push mowing, and I do a little bit of both in my yard because you get different results. Well, yeah. Uh, so I was push mowing, and I 
looked down, I went to turn the lawnmower, and I looked down, and there's this huge crack in the deck. I had been using that lawnmower for so long that the deck is starting to rust out and just fall apart. So, <laughs> and I just, I really, I just, when I got done, I put it in the shed, and I just, I just looked at it, and I went, well, damn. <laughs> now I gotta so, buy a lawnmower. So I go inside, I look at my wife, I'm like, I got a pile of more, and she goes, "Why?" And I'm like, "You're not going to believe this, but the, the deck is cracking." And she looked at me, and she goes, "What?" And I'm like, "The de- the deck is cracking." She goes, "I don't believe it." So I take her out to the shed. Oh she, come on, boss lady! And she looked at me. Why would he? Lie? I'm showing her this, and she's laughing, and she's like, "You spend so much time taking care of the engine." She goes, "Did you?" I shut up. <laughs> I did everything I was supposed to to all of it. <laughs> so. So I think my favorite, and it wears out over time anyway, but but I used to mow my grandfather's grass as a kid. Part of it was a responsibility thing. Part of it was a helping out thing. Part of it was he paid me a little bit for it. It wasn't my favorite gig because it was a push mower, but I didn't have a truck with a trailer, so I couldn't upgrade my own working conditions. So over time, this mower... He took it in every season, religiously for service in the pre-winterization as long, along with the pre-summer service before it gets into heavy work right, season. Right. For the record, it is not a self-propelled push mower. It was it ran on mixed gas. All you had to do was run the beast empty at the end of the season, <laughs> and it would stop. You you wouldn't hurt a thing in it, but. He had his due diligence. He had his guy for that, so on and so forth. But like you, he had this service done religiously. Well, unlike some of your bigger home mowers that you can replace the deck, it's worth it. Push mowers don't really have that. So what my I tried. <laughs> and unfortunately, law, damn much, it. <laughs> much like this light bulb up here where you just unscrew and attach it on a new I've one. Got to be the only person on the planet that keeps something so long they quit making replacement parts. <laughs> so to, to go along with that, he, his mower is starting to go bad. It something has happened. I I think if memory serves we had used it long enough that the offshoot for the side shoot had quit working. Like a piece of metal had caved in or something and the chute wasn't doing what it's supposed to do. Well, the guy told him, you're probably just going to need a new mower. It's about that time you've gotten your life's warranty out of this one with no doubt. And he goes, well, hopefully we can get through this season and we'll buy a new one next time. Okay, so it became a glorified mulching mower. No problem. How about the next time I mowed? It wasn't the safest moment for me. I hit a rock. It slung that bitch through the deck. (laughs) And guess who had grass shooting out the side again? And I showed him. I said, I have a problem. We may not make it through the season. And his answer was, nope. Karma gave us the shoot that we needed. (laughs) Okay, so my grandpa mowing story is is is, is this. I, I go to mow grandpa's grass, and he's like, I just put a new spark plug in the lawnmower. Okay, that's great. I crank the lawnmower in two strips. Something nails me in the leg. He forgot to tighten the fucker down. <laughs> Slam. Oh, God. Great, grandpa. Now I got to go find the damn spark plug. See, that's, my, that's the other thing. Gravel driveway. I always drop a bolt. Oh, God. And it's all the same freaking color. Yeah. 
Well, I can't. I can never. I don't drop a black bolt on a white floor. It just never <laughs> happens. Just, and I'm always next to a vent or something. And it's like, and I hear to go, bam! Oh, I saw where it clink, clink, clink. Oh, damn it! <laughs> so I, I again, I, I don't want to spin back to work, but I, I'm going to use this story that I saw from our prep at work. You talk about karma for you. How is this for a first responder? This was in Hawaii. So, what you would assume is a mostly pleasant place. There are dark sides to everything. Let's just put that shit out there to start with. But (laughs) this firefighter is attempting to clear a drain during a a heavy storm. Well, he loses his footing down in the storm drain. Now, you do that here. You fall to the bottom. It's really uncomfortable. Son of a bitch. You have to climb out of a wet ladder and you're soaked, right? This is not the case. This is their groundwater system. 80 yards down, he spits out in the ocean. <laughs> now, now okay, here's that's where this not is, funny. Now, that's hilarious. Again, but it's not funny. Is he okay? Before for, I continue laughing. Right, <laughs> I had the same thought. So it turns out that he's fine. Unfortunately, he got clocked on the way down. He hit debris or something, or he hit the roof of the tunnel because it was again a heavy rain. This isn't this isn't like a slip and slide, but you go, you're in rushing water. Open water is a very big deal for anyone in general, and I swift water rescues and so on and so forth. I'm not taking that away. Kudos to firefighters. Thank you for what you do for our community. You are not paid enough for it. <laughs> no, you're not. But no, th- we they, also appreciate the little oopsie films. <laughs> <laughs> so they they get this guy, and they know where you've done. You work in an area long enough, you have a pretty good idea of where it's going to come out. Oh yeah, they're also tracking his beacon, so they they just go to the iPad and go, "Oh nope, he's two blocks over." <laughs> well, this guy's close enough to the water; he's eighty yards out. Bloop, spits him right out in the ocean. He is unconscious, so it could have ended much worse than it did. Uh, they found him. The head injury was not serious. It just knocked him out a bit. He went to the beach on a, on a, on his work day. Um, they got him back in the hospital, got him checked out. He's going to be okay. But it's just, you talk about that in terms of like losing a bolt down the grate. Just know you have to go chasing it. Imagine being this guy. He's All he's trying to do is prevent a flood. I can I can All he's trying to do you, is keep a street open. I can promise you the vent system in my house has at least a dozen <laughs> screws in it. Because I'm not going after them. It's well, not, It's not worth it. Try to change out a ceiling fan and you've completely dismantled your HVAC system in the process. <laughs> I don't think so. That's more of a case of it was one like this. Well, I'm going to a hardware store. Because <laughs> I'm not going to oh. go through this crap. My only problem with that is I immediately go into my past life when people like that would bring me a bolt from their mower. And I it drove me nuts because I'd put it on a thread gauge, doing the right thing, trying to do good customer service, and go, here's the diameter, here's the thread. Most standard replacement parts are not made like this. What happens in these moments, Mr. Customer, is the manufacturer sees a need. They are making 300,000 of these. So they will call a local shop 
a local foundry, especially if it's not made local, you can get those made for pennies on the dollar. So they'll get the exact bolt they need for their exact purpose to hell what replacement parts you need because they also want you to buy their replacement parts from them. So this bolt that has two different threads on the bolt, some at the bottom, some at the top, I'm not going to have that. Well, son of a bitch, you're supposed to have everything. What kind of fastener place is this? I'm like, And it's, there are moments like that where there's a part of me that wished just one time I had snapped because now that TikTok is a thing, I could make a video and go, this is the moment he knew he fucked up. <laughs> but I didn't get that. I'm actually on board with, there There needs to be a time and place in which the, the customer's not right. Oh, There I know. really needs to be that time and place because it is so off. And people will harp on that crap. And harp on that crap. My other favorite one, pedestrians always have the right of way. People never finish that scripture. Uh, law. People never finish that. People quote it like it's scripture. But they never finish that. Pedestrians have the right of way. Inside a crosswalk. Not everywhere. And I would like to offer an alternative to that. We've got a spot here in town that I frequently cross, and they even have a button for you to push to put out the caution lights because you're about to walk across, and I have seen people speed up, and I have slowed the fuck down. (laughs) I will old man walk across that thing in a heartbeat because you know what? You got five warning signs. I just hit the beacon light, but you hit me, you're going. Because in that moment, I know damn well I got the right away because it says it. Five signs up. <laughs> so, and, yeah, and you do kind of. And have there are, believe it or not, there, yes, I do, don't I? <laughs> and there are cities, states, there are townships that it is a flat law. If somebody's in that crosswalk, you are you not allowed. Yep, yep. And so, and at the local super center, you're supposed to too. By the way, um, I. It it says stop. It does, and when I'm there. I do. And in some instances, those four letters mean spin tires on pavement, but not that one. So, <laughs> but there, what what I will also say to counter that argument is, there's also a no, normally there is enough traffic coming off of the roadways around it that I can't stand there all, or sit there all day waiting for three dozen people to cross because they're close. I'm not going to wait because I got that's cars why behind it's, me. That's why it's written that they are in the crosswalk. If, if you're, you're still standing on the curb thinking about it, you don't get to jump unless somebody run, waves your own. What I love really are the people that go to walk and purposely turn and look the other way. It's almost like if they're not looking at you, your car is not fucking there. <laughs> oh, I look the other way. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> That, that's my only problem, the way our pallet palace is set up. Because the way the, oh, entra- God, yeah. the entrance I, I, is on the corner of the building facing lots on three sides, yep. there's so many people yep. and no one cares. No, nobody looks. They just keep right on. Because it. it also... And they're the same people that tried to run over six people trying to get to their favorite parking space. And here they come. Now they're not looking at the cars. Right. And it just... 
oh, and and again, I'm not necessarily blaming the Pallet Palace. They did what they needed to do. Very wise of them to be able to use that stoplight. They put the queue in the proper place and, you know, whatever. The, the other one I love is the people, in, in our area anyway, it's a smaller city, so there's not a lot of crossing signals at intersections. <laughs> no. People here don't know how to use them. First of all, you can hit that button as many times as you want to. It's not an immediate thing. That's the first thing I want to say. And I'm going to say it again. It, it, it You can push that button as many times as you want to. It is not an immediate thing. All it does is signal the timer that it needs to change. It needs it to add you to the mix. It go through its little process. Yeah. Also, if the hand is up, you know walkie. Okay? That means stop. If Auto, quit it. Don't move. If there's no if one coming, if you see the little though, person walking, if there's no one coming, you're still crossing against the signal in some cities. That's true. I have been to New York City, and by God, they will write you a jaywalking ticket in a heartbeat for crossing against that signal. I, in, in a city like New York, I fully understand it. In our small community, where there's not necessarily if you're as not much traffic, going to enforce it. Take the little fuckers down. Respect. <laughs> I mean, that's I respect the way that. It is. I, I respect they're, that opinion. They are there. They're there for the pedestrian safety. If they're going to meter mate us on the main drag, exactly. Which is a new thing, which I also like, because how many years did we sit in this community and just you could sit there, park out front yeah. all day long? Yeah. And that's the, I and like our, that that's our not downtown the case. is thriving now, so it makes sense. Give them a limit and and make mm-hmm. them move. And there's going to be people that's going to go down three and come back. It doesn't matter. We we have parking issues that's being worked on. Blah blah yep. blah. It, it's the growing pains of every small city that's growing mm-hmm. and being revitalized. And our downtown is actually we're getting a lot of. Uh, I I, I got to give them a little bit of respect. They're doing a lot in our downtown area. And we're about to be inundated, and it's it, it, it's actually a good thing. Yes. But that's going to have to come with some common sense. And that's something that I miss with actual paper newspapers. Because they used to be able to put that stuff out there. Right. They used to be able to put out there, hey, hey there's going to be a change at said intersection, and this is what's going to be brand new about it, and this is what you need to know about. Right. Now, we have social, and our local government has social. They've got all of the socials. For what it's worth, work comment, we try. Yeah. And <laughs> we share what yeah, we get. <laughs> and it, you, you're still not going to reach 100% oh, of the people. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Uh, and we now have the big signs that, that are solar powered that, that tell you, you, you know, no left turn, no this, no that, new traffic pattern ahead, blah, blah, blah. We've right. got all of that. But see, now that not everybody's reading those. Right. Uh, I rely on those those orange signs to keep me safe. And I actually had to remind my wife and my child, Hey, you need to pay attention to those. Yeah. You know, because it's like, we pulled up to an intersection one time. My wife's like, when did this change? I'm like, you just had five signs that warned you. And she just looks at me and I'm like, thanks for, thanks for putting my life on the line. Why don't you start paying attention to the signs? Please. Right. (laughs) Well, and that's the other thing. And I could go through a litany of issues and, and our city has its fair share of traffic mistakes um, not as bad as cities an hour north of us. Oh, no, 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 no. You are correct there. You are correct oh. there. Uh, my, the, I think we're going to need to take one of those unplanned it, breaks because I think I have a doggy really with a bladder problem. It's starting to look like the doggy needs to tinkle. You have the controls, sir. So when um, we come back... Hey, we'll probably be talking about something completely different. We're going to do our best to that not be the case because... 
We are hoping that this would be a perfect sponsor spot. So this is just a trial run and a teaser for us to go to you guys and go, hey, find us a sponsor. So we'll be right back. <laughs> More Transformers after these messages. Exactly. Da, 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 da. And we're back. Again. Stole this one too. <laughs> Don't care if I get the point or not. Not it's still random point. ramblings. I'm still Josh. He's still Kenny. And people in this area can't and figure the, out what a yield sign and means. And the dog's bladder is now empty, and she's fine. The other one had her intestines empty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, darling. <laughs> Sometimes you just got a poopy. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, if I if I take another day or two and not have that problem, I'd be very grateful. <laughs> God. But that's a story for another day, and nobody wants Could that. Could you imagine if they put a roundabout in out here? Oh, I want a two-lane roundabout. I want to really mix it up. Let's change an off-ramp to a roundabout. A two-lane two roundabout. Let's see what happens. I don't happens. think it'll work. I think it will. I think work. there is a certain... I think... I honestly believe there is a certain large money-making venue that will employ them because they are convinced that as our city progresses, we can handle it. And it's going to be... Horrible early. I also they think better put a traffic cam on it <sighs> and set it to auto feed up to the to the iconic fail section of TikTok. I have sat in larger cities and watched people stop. Oh, I know, and, and you know they're not from there. there. <laughs> and you know they're not from and there. And just sit there, and just sit there. And I, I have purposely <clears throat> driven the circle just to see because they're over there pointing to their left. But the arrow says go right. And they're like, I need to turn there. And it's like in that moment, their brain takes a shit. And they don't know what to do. I think some of that is due to lack of exposure. And I would encourage them to drive an hour north of us. So you don't have to make your way all the way to the As waterfront. many people here that go to the South Carolina coast, if you take a certain route, which is the quickest way, by the way, if you take a certain route, there's Ta -da. two, and they're within five miles of each other. They added one on the They actually exit. solved a lot of problems because that's my favorite route, and those two intersections are scary. Now they're not. Yeah. Well, they are when truck drivers go up and come to a complete stop looking around like, what, what do I do? Oh, there, my God. There is one exit in the town that I used to work in that they've put one in there. I, apl I applaud it because it keeps traffic flowing. However, I'm not sure how they did it. The way it's set up, I don't know how they did it because it exits to a light. There are two There are two four lanes coming in. Well, four, two lanes coming in, two lanes coming out. And then at that intersection, less than 50 yards, there is another intersection on a four-way. So the exit opens into a four-way intersection. Wow. And traffic never moves. Like, you have to catch it at the right day or you are sitting. So I realize the roundabout there is glorious. And there's a part of me that wants to make the ride just to see how it works and how they chose to do it. Because I don't believe the map has been updated. I'm going to take a moment. I am still listening, by the way. <laughs> what if I don't have anything to say? I don't care. Uh, <laughs> this um, is where I get to sit over here and go, and we're back, and we're back, no, and we're no, back, no, no, and no, we're no. back. No, because <laughs> so I know, I I know exactly. Fortu <laughs> I'm fortunate enough to know where the exit is. And the 
I actually okay. appreciate it. There was a new one put in on one of my uh, routine trips when we go up to see our child, and it's it's a it's a mountain road that there is now a roundabout. And the first time we went through there, we were all excited because we we know what the deal is. We know how right. it works. So we were excited because it was a tough little intersection. You had to right. sit a lot for the light to change. And two two-lane roads intersecting, and it was just a pain in the, in the ass to be point blank. So they did a lot of work, which made it worse. A couple of times we traveled sure. while they were doing the road construction. We go through uh, at Christmas, and it's open and it's functioning. And I'm, I'm like a kid in a candy store. We come up. I saw the sign for a roundabout, and I got so excited. So... I'm going to show you this, and, and I'm not going to describe it for all of you because those of you who know what a typical cloverleaf exit looks like are not going to have any problem understanding. I don't actually like what they've done here because it's not the way I would have done it, um, but I will show you on the exit. You see where I'm going to point at, generally yeah. where they put it. That exit used to come to here. You can see where the old was, and then if you wanted to turn and then go this way, it was very congested. I know that cloverleaf. They did not do... That's not the way I expected it. I expected that entire intersection to become a roundabout. I don't think they solved any problem there except gave more people more places to sit and wait for the stoplight. I think you're right. I think they actually might have made a, <laughs> a menacing mistake. I, why would you not do the intersection? And then give multiple feeders. I, I understand that there's a school there, and so that's a school zone, but the school doesn't enter or exit on that road. You know what? Somewhere there's an engineer. Thought it was a great idea. And and there's a large part of me that when the idea came about and it was first worded, it was before I had, I don't want to say moved back here, but started to work back here and didn't make the commute. I first thought, God, that's overdue. Now that I've seen the final product, that's terrible. Yeah. That is civil engineering. That is you know, fail army civil engineering. And I've said this before about putting stuff together. Do the engineers, do the people that write the instructions actually put the damn thing together? No. Because a lot of times, they're nope. not making sense. And it doesn't make sense with what you have. <laughs> so, you know, when they do these studies and things, and I know they're looking at maps, aerial, they're looking at traffic, they've counted cars, blah, blah, blah. When they look at that, it's like, at what moment do you do you go, oh, it should go here? So, I... Because I, we've <laughs> redone one intersection in this city like eight times in my lifetime. It hasn't been recently. Which one? Oh, good Lord, the one where Franklin and Piney meet. I've only known that to have been redone twice. Older than you. Because <laughs> I can You're not that I can much actually, older than me. <clears throat> I can actually remember when it all went from two lanes to four lanes. Then certain road, uh, Piney went from four to five. Oh, and okay. Then the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the new stores were built, so the intersection was changed yet again because you had the additional of all these other stores and stuff. I also and wasn't is, driving at that point. That, I was riding, so that it is wasn't as, <laughs> wasn't as still focused. one of the worst intersections in our city. Mm, I'm going to disagree with you. I think it flows well, relatively well. I, float, there are I go through that one more than I do some of the others. So it can be a pain in the neck. Uh, and and there's there's a few others actually they they widened a bridge here about two decades too late. <laughs> yeah, they did. But you know it's going to work out yeah, to our advantage did. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those two bridges are just. 
I still think, the and I'm sure everybody, area. everybody in in their hometown has had something. But oh, we used to have what was commonly referred to as mill traffic. Yes, because it was a three shift society back then, and and travel times was seven, three, and eleven. And I can remember very much so my mom and dad going, "Hey, you want to get a pizza?" And then somebody looking at the clock going, "Not right now, we don't." <laughs> I will readily admit my mother for, still does that. Like, especially like the three o'clock time frame between two and four, you were not getting anywhere. Well, but if you remember, not only did we have mill traffic that filtered out, we have a certain tire manufacturer yes. that's on the same window. So you add those chaotic people in the mix. That then you add at the school buses in the mix. The, it was just, a nightmare. Oh my gosh! It I, was and always I a nightmare, and, and I mean, yeah. it's like you couldn't get anywhere. It, Emergency vehicles had a time yes. getting anywhere because it was bumper to bumper to bumper. <laughs> the the, uh, the ambulatory service office near that intersection also about twenty years too late. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now, granted, that used to be a state police depot, which I yes. never saw anyone at. Um, if you ever want to know <laughs> where where your troopers are, we actually they live we actually close. could stand we actually could stand uh, a couple more of those little depots. Just you know, couple couple of couple of uh, trucks here and a couple of trucks there. The city has since expanded, and and yes. we have an award winning life saving crew. Yes, um, our first responders no across we, the board are phenomenal. We actually have a training center that trains professionals. And when I say professionals, I don't mean these guys are not. Ours is actually mostly volunteers still. Yep. And our our training center trains paid services. And yep. I'm not talking paid services from an hour away. There are states away that are coming people. to get our training. We have an outstanding volunteer service. Note, I keep saying the words volunteer. There are a couple of paid crews, and that's about it. Uh, Most of what they're transporting is, is senior service, yes, too. Yes, and since our, our city has grown and has, has actually grown in the past 40 years, annexed more property, uh, I still think that the One Depot, as centrally located as it is, because it is at an area in which it can be in any of our major roads in right. seconds, at, at normal speeds. Not the speed you get to do when you have the lights and sirens. It can be any of our main roads in seconds. It still wouldn't hurt, I don't think. Which our fire department, which is spread out all over the place, are first responders. They can get there pretty right. quick. But I, I don't think, especially with what's coming, I don't think it would hurt to, to put in a... And it, it doesn't. Two bays. Two bays and some, right. standard, uh, some standard ambulances probably would not hurt. And I actually look forward to seeing stuff like that happen. Yeah. Well, uh, infrastructure improvements... That's part of what I talk about. A lot of people get, they've gotten a little tired of me saying the the phrase growing pains and growing pains and growing pains, but that's what I'm talking about. Have we started to anticipate? Right. Uh, Because some, some things have to be reactionary. Yes. But some things you can actually plan ahead. Uh, And have we started to anticipate? Well, we have as far as lodging on one level. On an, on on other levels, our our lodging is going to be lacking right away. We're already lacking by certain studies, and then we don't want this to 
drone on about politics and what our city officials and county no, officials we're actually, aren't, aren't doing. This is this is part of the reason we call this random ramblings because this is a normal conversation yeah. for us. Uh, we'll go ahead and take this moment to explain it just in case this is the one that caught your attention and you're you're listening in for the first time. The reason it starts out with such hilarity and then turns into something serious is because this is basically me and Josh having a conversation. And these are the conversations that Josh and I have been having for years. <laughs> and we have walked away from each other wondering what the fuck happened because we don't know how we got from point A to point Y. Yes. <laughs> and somewhere in the middle, we hit all those other letters. <laughs> I think my other favorite part of this is something else that's happened to me recently. And and this is a, a bit of a work story, but not really. Um You know how sometimes you hear the phrase, the writing on the wall, you see the writing on the wall. Our city is currently doing that. It's seeing the writing on the wall. You have to prep for these things. When cities get the Olympics, they get the Olympics 15 years out so they can build facilities to accommodate all of the faculties of the event. Interestingly enough, when uh, Atlanta hosted the Olympics uh, all those years ago, my dad actually got transferred, his job transferred him to Atlanta, and he decided to live outside of Atlanta in Conyers, and he actually yeah. ended up living in apartments that were built specifically for all of the people that were coming for the Olympics. Yep. And they were basically short-term rentals. Mm-hmm. We have apartment complexes here in town. We used to have a rookie league team from a major yep. uh, league baseball team. And they had to do short-term rentals. Uh, you've talked before that a lot of them did... Guest, uh, uh, sponsor families. A lot of them did sponsor uh, families. That's but, become less and less because yeah. these teams are making enough and are making arrangements with local hotels. Well, some of the ones they're I'm, bunking these guys. Some of the ones three and I, four deep sometimes. Yeah, some of the ones that I met and not uncomfortably. Some of the ones I met back in the day, they basically chipped in for an apartment. Right, uh, and they, there was a complex close by close-ish by that would do yeah. short-term rentals just for mm-hmm. them. Basically, it was a case of, oh, you're with the baseball team? All right, well, we can do we can do eight months uh, type of thing. And they right. were, I mean, they what end up is they're just signing leases repetitively for right. every year that they come back. But, I, I mean, I would I could see that if I owned an apartment complex and I had something like that in town. It'd be like, hey, well, hey let's do some six-month lease. Well, and that's I think that's one of the other things when it comes to those athletes in general. Um it's easy to think, oh, God, like, because athletes at the high school level tend to get away with a bit of murder. Yes. Um, because you want to support your team that may be your kid, that used to be your kid. You know, I had kids at some point. That's where, you know, I remember playing football, whatever. Not to each their own, but it ju- it happens, okay? It naturally happens because you're a fan of the area. You want to support your alma mater, yada, yada, yada. I'm not condoning anything illegal. I'm just saying people can get a little rowdy or get away with a little more in those moments because, well, one of the alternatives when you look at athletes at that level, those guys, and I found this out, as you mentioned, when we we, my parents played sponsor to the manager because even those guys need sponsors. They don't get them. They do some of these short-term rentals for them, but... These guys are mostly harmless for a couple of different reasons. For one, the team will cut you in a minute. You are expendable. You are one less paycheck that they don't need. If you're not cutting the mustard and you're a problem, bye. (laughs) You could find your own way back to wherever they dug you up. Secondly, they are running. They are on the road. They get three off days 
a summer at the least. And that's at the level that they were at here, which is the lowest level. They get three off days a summer. When you are like, if you travel, most of the travel is done same day, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You go to training, get your rehab, get your warm up done, throw you on a bus, get you up there, dress, warm up again, play bus home every day. Even if you're playing the same team three straight days, you are bussing it each and every day. Because So these guys are so tired, they can't cause any ruckus. And those that can aren't going to make it because they're not willing no. to put in the work. Right. <laughs> so, well, then, and then we go back to my, them getting cut. My favorite sport does it completely different. Hmm? They all have jets, helicopters, because oh, they can afford well, it. But sure. they also have motor coaches. They basically have RVs. And as they're oh, yeah. flying in and out, I, NASCAR folks, My God. I'll just go ahead and say it. I don't the, know the why race car I drivers would, Yeah, I know. The, the look on your face was awesome, though. I appreciate that. But, you know, it, the NASCAR drivers, they, they, fly in and, they fly in and out. They, you know, and that's great. But they also have motor coaches on site. Now, they can afford million-dollar motor coaches, but they have motor coaches on site. So they're not staying in local hotels and things no. of that nature. They're staying on the track. And it's always a gated area of the track. You don't just, I can't park my camper next to my favorite driver. That would be awesome. My favorite driver would not be able to drive by the time I got done ta- tailgating. But anyway, <laughs> not just alcohol. I, I'd, I'd be an overfed the guy. Yeah. You know, in my luck, it'd be the short track and he'd throw up halfway through. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, because we all know what hot dogs you'd grill out because right. we're from here. We're from here. We know. No, I'd, I'd just, I just, and it's that would be cool. It's interesting when you find out some of these behind the scenes, though. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, Pull you, back you, the curtain. You, look, you get to your major leagues, you get to the upper echelons of all of this, and they're flying out in DC-10s, 747s, whatever the team can afford, and you don't really think about how long are they going to be there. Right. You know, so let's like, and I'll, I'll pull two out of the air. The New York Jets are going to go play the Dallas Cowboys. Somebody's got to fly from New York to Dallas or from Dallas to New York. That's a long flight. And you're not going to fly in that particular flight, jet lag, jet lag. There's a couple of, there's a time zone or two. You're not going to fly in and and go straight to practice uniform play the game. There's there's going to be a lag time in there somewhere. Right. So somewhere there's actually going to be a hotel, an apartment complex, somewhere there's going to actually be something that's that's playing host that they're paying to right. get. My, and that you most, know what? Most as I was saying all of that, that might be where the whole Airbnb thing came came to play because the the host team could have a whole damn neighborhood for all I know. But. So so what what winds up happening in those moments and and this is I, I've seen enough behind the scenes, whether it's through the worldwide leader on TV, talking it through, or through social media where people are, you know, even home games, these teams aren't necessarily staying at home because they want they want to maintain what these guys are into. There is not necessarily, now it's different case by case, game by game, so on and so forth. But for the most part, even for some some. I have seen instances where the team stays at the hotel the night before the game. They bust themselves. 
Sometimes they drive and are kept at the hotel. Now, but they'll do a lot of walkthroughs. I've heard of overnight. that. Now, I have heard of that to where there is like you know even the home team is going to spend the night somewhere else. Right. But that's, that's what I'm talking about when you when you look at it on the grand scale and you're not in the behind the scenes part of all yeah. of this or like me, you haven't gotten such big. You haven't made it to that fanatic point right. that you're reading all of the fine print of every little report. When you sit back and you think, okay, they just flew from Dallas all the way to New York. Where the hell are they staying? Or did they just fly in just in time to run in and stretch it out and have their introductions? I mean, <clears throat> because like, you know, there are, and uh, here's where I am a big fanatic. Reba actually put it in her book when she started flying to and from concerts. She quit staying in the city. So she was basically commuting to work the same way you and I commute to work. She would fly into, and and we'll, we'll go with another large city, she would fly into, say, L.A., do her concert at the end of the concert as her staff is breaking everything down and getting it on the trucks. She would fly out. I actually saw a picture from one of her concerts back in the late 80s, early 90s. She did a picture of everything it took to put on, and it was three jets and 10 tractor trailers, mm-hmm. and about five buses for the, the excess people. Because she had dancers, she had musicians, right. backup singers, all of this stuff. So she had all of that going on. Now, when you when you look at that and you hear the whole three jets, now her main band is flying in and out with her. Right. So their their bus is now built by Gulfstream. You know, it, and they're coming in and out, and then you have all the support staff that's riding the buses that she owns. It, it it took an awful lot to do all of that. And, you know, some of her people are staying in hotels, but her herself, she's commuting to each and every concert, which would make sense why it's not just a case of, okay, L.A. concert, and then, okay, there's a concert in Wyoming, so there's three weeks in between. It, it makes sense that there's time in between because you've got to get Physically stuff from get one all point there. to the next. Uh, like when the NASCAR drivers go from the East Coast to the West Coast, the haulers have to have, they have to hit the road. They've got to have that drive time to get from one side to the other. And just because it's NASCAR doesn't mean that they don't have to hold up to DOT standards. So one, one other thing I have noticed from that, and, and I, I, we have a motorsports correspondent at work, so it, it's cool to chat with him because he gets some of the inside tracks. When these drivers make their east to west coast swing, they are, they are actually sending, they are flying the crews, the personnel and everything, they're running a second hauler driver. He's leaving yeah. three and four days before right. with baseline equipment. So it it while it looks like that hauler has made the whole cross-country trip, it hasn't. They're taking that vehicle back to well, the shop, and there is another one that's already it, in route. Well, a hauler still has to make it. <laughs> no, no, no. Some, you're right. A lot, of those, make a lot of those shops are all... Here. Yeah, they're all East Coast. So, you know, that somebody's got to make it. And you've yes. got to be careful because with that particular sport, if you've got a car that's doing well and it's doing well consistently, that car's going to have a cool down period, it's going to hit a hauler, and they're going to haul freight. Right. Uh, which now, their DOT rules are specific to the driver, not the actual truck. So you can have more than one driver to get it from, from the, and I'm the sure East Coast do. to the West Coast. That, that's the way I would play the game. I sure. would read I would read my rules and laws and, and know all the ins and outs and figure out how to handle it. Well, if we're only tracking the driver, all right, we're going to get computerized things. We're going to yep. sign in. We're going to sign out. Because you, you can always put video cameras. Yep. Most of my work trucks, they have video cameras to confirm, in there. So yeah. you can confirm that way. And there's an awful lot of automated stuff 
Yep. You can also meet a different cab halfway. So if it's truck truck specific, you can meet a cab halfway, drop the trailer, new cab takes over, and you can still run. The trailer itself can run 24 hours. Right. Whereas the driver can't. Now, believe it or not, it's actually closer from, from here to where they're racing than what a lot of people think. The, the tracks in Texas, I think, are about 25 hours out. Uh, I'm not 100% on that. But I think it's about 25 hours, which uh, DOT is, I think, 10, still at, I think they're at 12. Is it 12? Okay. Uh, so it's either 10 or 12, so you can do half of that. So if right. if the race is over Sunday night at midnight and you leave Monday morning, you can still be at that track before the Saturday-Sunday race. Most of the time, they're, all, they're ready for, like around here, for example, now again, we're close to the primary shops. Again, right. if you know, you know. We're about it, a two-hour, two, two-and-a-half from... From Some the of the major home. shops, yeah, it's uh, we're we're not that far from where. So the those hub guys will is. most of those guys will roll out that night. They'll send them back yeah. that night because you're not going to eat up your entire night's time. Right, you're able to send that guy get get it home because, yeah. and God bless them for sleeping during the race. Good God, how in the world? You know, I I actually I I worked with with somebody that worked with NASCAR. Uh, okay. They they didn't. I don't know what their particular job was, but they didn't leave this coast. They worked the tracks around here. Yeah. Whatever their actual particular uh, position was, yeah. I'm unclear on. Actually, told me that after about the first four or five races, became completely uninterested. What? So I I could see where the hauler might would be like. Well, I'm here. I'm parked. Okay, hotel time. You know, well, it's I can see where they might would well, that, be. That's my question. Is it hotel time? Or they most of the rig. well, I've been there for the hauler parade at, at our closest track. Okay, uh, most of those haulers have sleeper cabs that are pretty freaking nice. Well, that's what uh, I'm saying. But like, I, if these guys I've are toured, napping, I've toured. Um, it's not about interest level; it's about sheer noise. Uh, no, dude, are, are you, you would sleeping? be surprised I, in my RV uh, with the air conditioners off, the windows down, in my RV. You can be playing music in the campsite that's not 20 feet away from me. Once I close my door, I'm not going to hear anything but a muffle. Again, didn't uh, you would no. be surprised at the, the because of and it's I think I think an engineer is welcome to correct me. I think it's because of the type of insulations that they're using. It's, well, it's sure. thicker. It's denser product. Plus, you know, my RV's fiberglass, just like those trucks. That's a dense product. Well, and also, it, if the, you've toured, I, I toured the uh, Childress Museum. Uh, it's not that far from us, about an hour and a half. And they have uh, one of seniors' haulers. Uh, yeah. So basically, it's d- to not be too morbid, the hauler that was being used the day he died sure. was preserved as is. They basically put plexiglass up. So, you know, like the candies, the, the candy bars and things that were there, they're they're sealed airtight. Obviously, the food was thrown away, but it is as it is as as is as they could make it. Sure. With it being sanitary, let's put it that way. Yeah. And you're capable of going touring the okay. the trailer, and you're also capable of walking up and like any other museum, 
looking through plexiglass into the truck. Now, that that's decades ago, so not top right. of the line for today, but I'm going to tell you a little something. I could have napped in that easy. Well, <laughs> it was very comfortable looking. TVs like, you know, not necessarily like chairs like what I have in my RV, but a little place to sit, bunks, and there were a couple of bunks so if there was a partner driver. Uh, I don't think it would have been as noisy as you think because the haulers are not always as close. It, some of the bigger tracks, the haulers true. are further They're away. They're off. Uh, so, no, that's a good point. So I guess my question is, and, and it, the more I think about it, to be perfectly honest, when you look at our area, for example, let's let's stick with our track, the paperclip, I've noticed since I've gotten some pit access because of what I do, I've noticed that the hauler shades are pulled when we're walking the track in the morning. So I'm wondering if they've just adjusted their sleep schedule. They're sleeping during fan zone, and then they are getting as much sleep as they can up until pre-race, well, maybe dozing through, and then they're leaving that night. And because I don't drive over the road, I don't have to be familiar with these DOT laws, but I think it's 12 hours road time, 8 hours sleep. Correct. It doesn't say when that 8 hours sleep has to happen. It can be two 4-hour sessions. Uh, as long as you, as long I as you was period, as like long you as you're done for eight. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. As long as you get, as long as you were down, as long as that truck's not moving or the driver itself is not driving. Cause there, there are still team haulers that do coast to coast that do it nonstop, but one driver, then the other driver. So one right. driver's sleeping, the other drivers, but I do believe it's, it's, it's eight down. Uh, which I'm going to be real honest, I, I would need at least six hours of straight sleep before I'm going to have to drive that far, blah, blah, blah. And they all probably have their preferences. Well, yeah. But I could I could actually see me rolling into my not-so-favorite track going, night, see y'all. <laughs> pulling yeah. my shades and not waking up again until somebody goes, hey, we won. Well, that's that's awesome. Car in the thing yet? <laughs> yeah. Because I go. have tracks that I even I sit at home and I'm doing something else because it's not a favorite track. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and I'm I'm very intrigued by the Roval, but because it's so long, a lot of times it's like, yeah, I'm gonna go do this and listen to it. <laughs> right. It's, it's one of the reasons it's one of my favorite sports still because I can still catch an on air broadcast on the radio, so I can listen to it, do other things. I don't necessarily have to put the time in in front of the TV because some of the, some of them things will last a long time. So you realize the only thing we haven't talked about in terms of transport are planes. Oh, no, are boats and trains. So we'll try to remember that. Ha ha ha. Yeah, right. Uh, between now and next time. But we covered cruise line chugga chugga. Gotcha. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I need you to keep that same mindset, but drop our motto at the same time. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can not be a dick. <laughs>